Welcome to EMDB TV. I'm Emily, your host and self-diagnosed TV addict. Do you ever watch something and say, hey, isn't that that guy from that other show? Do you want someone to just tell you what you should be watching in a kind of bossy yet non-judgmental way? Then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the first episode of EMDB TV podcast. I gotta maybe think of a different way <laughs> to call that or say it. I love that you said that all very well. Yeah, it rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, so, yeah. could go wrong, but yeah. went right. So with me for my first episode is my good friend, Dr. Laurie. I don't know how you like to be introduced. Dr. Laurie is great. I mean, you worked your ass off to become a doctor. <laughs> and I never used the title, such, right? so this seems like a perfect opportunity. Okay, yeah, so this will be unique to your podcasting life, will be you are Dr. Laurie. Yeah. And you're here to give us medical advice now. <laughs> nope, not at all. Not that kind of doctor. Not that kind of doctor. Not a doctor. What is that after? <laughs> not a doctor. That's after uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There you go. That's just a little bit of a taste of what's going to happen on this podcast, I think. But yeah, so I think, thank you, Lori, for joining me for the first episode. When I was pitching ideas to you and thinking about what I wanted this podcast to be, I was thinking about how do I introduce this to a listener by myself without being super weird and awkward about it? And I could not figure out a way. Mm. And so I thought maybe I would use it as an opportunity to introduce it to you, and you can be my pseudo listener, my first listener. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see yeah. how this goes. I'm super honored that you asked me <laughs> to be here on your first episode. And yeah, I just feel like if you're going to talk about TV, I want to listen. I think that's probably a good segue into a little bit of an introduction about our friendship. Because I feel like we do this a lot, just not recording it as far yeah. as talking about television, watching television together. And so this is just a more formal version of that, I guess. Yeah, um, totally. But we were just recounting that like, I, I can't think of any person better to start this podcast with <gasps> than with you because I can't think of anybody aside from myself who watches as much television either. Yeah, it's a gift, the amount of time that I'm able to carve out for yeah. TV. But yeah, it's it's significant, and I like that, and I like that you also are at that level with me. Yes. So that we always have something to talk about. Yeah, it's like half of our conversations is probably references to mm -hmm. or about television, I want to say. So, yeah. So without television, really, we wouldn't be friends either, I guess. Is, is probably the not. Line of it. No, yeah. <laughs> There's other good stuff there. Yeah, a little bit here and there. Yeah. It's scattered, but, but mostly television. So with that, though, what are your favorite genres of television to watch? So I've always been into, like, anything true crime related. Okay. So that anything new that comes out in that genre, I'm going to just glom onto very quickly. So that's always been one. And then on the flip side, because that's heavy content. Yeah, <laughs> you need those feel-good shows that you can watch after that hour-long got into some really deep terrible human behavior so then you need like parks and rec or brooklyn 99 the mm -hmm. palette cleanser yes. and then even when you're not watching true crime if you're paying attention to the world you need those palette cleanser ah, the world that is the true crime so, yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, so comedy and anything funny and especially more cerebral comedy mm. versus a surface. I've never been more of like physical comedy is always mm. just not quite for me. So yeah, so those and then obviously any kind of good droll or like drama where you can sink your teeth into five seasons of all the mm. twists and turns and mm-hmm. storylines because I I like to make those like deeper connections or be yeah. like, oh, remember that thing that happened back in season two and uh, here in season yes. four. You that's like series that reward return and repeat and dedicated watchers yeah easter eggs from previous episodes and references and stuff yeah totally so what about you i was gonna say though that you also watch a lot of reality tv right oh yeah that's true i mean that's actually probably one of my first loves actually that was something i was thinking about is like some of the tv shows that i feel like have shaped my life a little bit and i think that goes back to like road rules and real worlds and Mm -hmm. being so into those in high school and then after that, then there were other like dating reality shows or all of that. So, are there any shows that are like Road Rules now? Not that, not that I can think Amazing of. Race, but the same kind of premise though of it being like strangers and it's kind of sexy social interactions, but uh, then it's challenges and it's like- yeah. I mean, Amazing Race, not that you're there to like really like date people, but it has happened. There's been like inner team, maybe they need to crank that front up Yeah, <laughs> it's, I think it would take it more out of the family zone that Amazing oh, Race yeah. is maybe trying to stick in, but but yeah, I think shows like that, competition shows as well, all of that, yeah, and. Yeah. I am selective on, like, the dating shows, though. Like, Love Island UK to me is very different and, and like, a much higher echelon, <laughs> honestly, than, like, The Bachelor. The Bachelor bores me at this point. Mm, okay. So. See, that's one area, like, one genre that I'm not overly familiar with is, like, the yeah. dating shows. There are certain dating shows that I watch and that I'm obsessed with, but then... Like the Bachelor universe, I'm not at all interested yeah. in that at all. You got me into the Nick Lachey and like <laughs> Vanessa. The Love is Blind one. <laughs> yeah, like on And Netflix. then the following, did you also watch the Ultimatum? Yes, oh I did. God, such trash. Yes, and I, I love it. But trash that I was still like invested in. Yeah, the emotional, like the human drama mm-hmm. <laughs> presented in those mm-hmm. shows. Excellent. But yeah, I think like a lot of the same genres that you like i think that i also really sci-fi i watch a lot of it's weird because i feel like i watch a lot of content that is based on comic books or that Mm. lore or universe but i never grew up and i still do not have any interest in reading any of the actual comics same yeah yeah and i'm the type of person where when i watch a movie i will look up the origin story of Mm. that character all of the iterations of that character I will know a lot about the actual comic of that character, but I have no interest in actually reading it. Yeah, and that's like a lot of stuff I'll read. Spoiler warnings, I'm like, oh, fine. I already know, not fine. gonna, yeah, yeah, like I'd rather you'd give me the cliff notes right yeah. now, actually, because yeah. I'm not gonna read it. I think graphic novels might be the only thing I would try out, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, I'm also the same, but love, usually love that source material. Yeah. I didn't break sci-fi out of kind of drama procedurals, mm. but yeah, definitely a big a genre. sci-fi yeah. procedural? <laughs> Where is it? Give the people what they want. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that. Oh, I'm sure we'll talk about some of those in the future, too, yeah. because there are a lot of shows that we have watched together, and I think there's a lot of television that is coming out or that has come out where one of us has watched it and the other has not, too. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. But I would say that we probably overlap in a lot of what we watch with the exception of the reality TV part of it, because I don't watch a whole lot of that. I do yeah. watch, like, I love competition shows, though, like Top mm-hmm. Chef. Oh, yeah. That's maybe one of the only competition shows that I'll watch, though. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Making It. 
the crafting yeah, one. Yeah, any of the crafts. There was like what that pottery one, yes. that glass ah, floor right. one. Yes, right. Now that we're talking about this, you know? the, yeah, the ceramics. That's one. another genre. The Great British Bake Off oh, and come all on. of that universe and all the shows that are kind of like that. Man, we're going to be talking for eight hours. Yeah, we have plenty of content. (laughs) This couch is very comfortable. We're in a good setup here. Okay, good. So we'll have plenty of content to mine over the course of this. Mm -hmm. Okay, is there anything that you do not watch, though? I don't watch much, or I would say any, really, horror. Mm. I think the closest I probably come is, like, the most recent episode of Stranger Things. But, yeah, so none of that really. I mean, I... I did watch that really freaky one. I'll, the name will come. Nurse Ratchet. Oh, okay. I didn't watch that. Yeah. It's, that's just not an area. And then I think foreign is hard for me because I, it's funny. I always have subtitles on, mm-hmm. but if I have to actually read the subtitles <laughs> yes. to understand what's happening, yeah. this is not going to work for yeah. me. I Yeah. So I tend to, if I start something and then I'm not invested, I stop it. Mm-hmm. And then it's hard for me to find that time to go back where I'm like, you're not going to be distracted at all. And you're going to be able to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I really would like to be able to put my phone down a little yeah. bit more often. But yeah, so those are two that I kind of don't. But they got to grab you too, right? Yeah. They got to make you want to read the subtitles yeah. the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. So if there's a good hook, then I'll be into it. Yeah. I think there's definitely some shows where I will sit down and I will I will read them, the mm-hmm. subtitles. And then there's some good shows that they actually did the whole thing in English. As they dubbed. Well as the, yeah. They didn't even dub. Oh, they, they filmed both <laughs> yes. versions? Yes. I haven't seen that. I've only seen yeah. it dubbed. So I think they're... Which I'll accept. What are they? Are they Danish, I want to say? There's mm. a couple of Danish comedies that are all connected to each other because it's the same ensemble cast in some of them. Wow. But uh, yeah, we'll get into those. those yeah. Some, okay, now that I know that you are not a subtitle reader, but you like that kind of content, I'll have some recommendations for that. Too. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on that then, we're going to enter into the first segment, which we're going to have, which I'm calling the weekly rundown, but it's basically... What are you watching? Mm-hmm. What are you currently watching? Either because this is the first episode that we're having, what have you been watching for the past month, whatever it is, or what's top three to five shows that you've been watching lately? So, you know, my top show that I've talked to everybody and anybody about is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I've been watching that. We're five seasons in. and Five episodes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, five episodes <laughs> in to Obi-Wan, and which I think means there's only six total or maybe. Yeah. I always forget that Disney Plus is like six episodes. Yeah, like yeah. short seasons. So, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I've even been enjoying it when I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> so that's one definitely at the top. I did watch the most recent season of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. so waiting for, I think, the last two-episode arc that comes out around July 4th, I want to say. And they're in, what, season four? Season four, okay. yeah. And that one I watched thinking it was the last season of Stranger Things. Oh, I got uh-huh. a little confused. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I enjoyed it, I think, a lot less because I had high expectations, thinking uh, this is our last yeah, time with these characters. And then... I realized I was completely wrong, (laughs) and so I actually went back and rewatched it and enjoyed it a lot more, kind of knowing that we have one more season, Mm -hmm. and what are we building with these characters. So yeah, so watched that twice now, so that I really made sure I was understanding where the story (laughs) was going and how that was working. My kind of, it's funny, the kind of lighter thing that I've To balance it? Yeah, Uh to balance it is only murders in the building, (laughs) (laughs) which is more of like a true crime comedy Uh genre, I would say. So that's been really interesting with Selena Gomez, Steve Martin short 
Steve Martin Short. Steve yeah. Martin Short. We'll just combine those two yeah. together. Selena Martin Short is, yeah. is, is basically their thruple name. Yeah. Wow. That was also really entertaining to kind of dip into both of those yeah. genres. And that's been out for a while, right? Yeah. It was funny. I didn't really hear about it, but then all of a sudden I think it was kind of getting written up because mm. enough people had watched it and were saying enough good things. And then she hosted SNL. Uh, and okay. I'm a loyal SNL watcher. Okay. So yeah. yeah, that sometimes pulls me into people projects when I see them host SNL. When she hosted SNL, did Steve Martin short make an appearance? They sure (laughs) did. Yeah. That's one of the perks. And also it was, I think, the season finale. They do a lot Uh, of cameos then as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't watched that. I mean, I I saw all of the ads for it when it was premiering and stuff, and a lot of people had said, oh, it's so funny. My dad had recommended it, I think. But just just, just so much content out there to watch. There is, yeah. I haven't, I don't think I've even watched the third season of Stranger Things. Mm. What is the season with Sean Astin? That's season two, right? He plays Bob. I think that's season two, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't even remember. What's the (laughs) one with... Which season is the one with, what's her name, Maya Hawke? Oh, I don't know who that is. Ethan Hawke and, is it, I want to say Uma Thurman, but that's not right. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it is. That could, that sounds Uma right. Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. Okay. She plays, she works with Steve at the Oh, um, Is that season three? Yeah, that season three, I think when she's introduced. Maybe I have seen season three then, I guess. I don't know. Because isn't season three all about the mall? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think that's season three. Okay. So I just need to watch season four then. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be all caught up. Honestly, I think if the last two episodes are coming out, I'll probably do a whole rewatch. A rewatch? Yeah. Okay. So that I'm the most caught up. Yeah. And we'll record every episodes. step of the way and it'll be like 20 hours of yeah, content. Super deep dive. It's yeah, a stranger super things deep dive. plot. It'll be a one hour watching an episode and commentary and then an hour discussion. So for each episode, it will be two hours of content. We've got plenty of work to do. This is just a Stranger Things podcast now. <laughs> How many of those are out there? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure not a, not any, right? Yeah, Probably that's any. Definitely, definitely not more than Have you heard lot. of this really sleeper show? Not many people have heard about it. It's called Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. why you came to EMBB TV podcast. Super niche. We're bringing you all of the sleepers, <laughs> all of the deep cuts that that mainstream podcast media is not telling you about. You know what you're getting Stranger out of? Things. You're getting mainstream podcast media focused on Steve's hair, probably. Yes. That's how many podcasts there are about Stranger Things. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. There's okay. room for everyone. So we won't talk about that. We can direct you to some other podcasts about Stranger Things. So that's what you're watching so far. It's like Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. Stranger Things, Only Murders in the Building, and then an assignment that I had given you before is something to watch of years and years. Yes. Which we will get into talking about later. Because yeah, we're sharing that experience. Yes. For better or worse, <laughs> we shared that experience. I forced you into that experience <laughs> You did. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a good lineup of what you're watching so far because a couple of them I'm not watching at all. Yeah. I am watching Obi-Wan, but not super engaged in it, so I'm going to have to rewatch that again. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably have to talk about that, and then I'll have to watch it again. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it again. This is why I can't watch everything that is out there, mm-hmm. because then I end up rewatching things. I think I think that's fair. I yeah. like rewatching. Yeah. I like... If I was so invested in the story the first time around, then I want to rewatch it and then get the pieces that I missed or Mm. didn't quite connect. 
Same. I mean, I reread books. Like, I've reread mm. Harry Potter, like, over 10 times. Wow. Um, I have not read a single Harry Potter book. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, so yeah. it doesn't leave as much time to experience new things. Yeah. It's so. rough. There's only so much time in the day. Yeah. So. But I think there's also a lot of comfort in returning to stories that you enjoy. True. And so you get in that mood where you're like, that will just give me this feeling and that feeling is what I need. And so I'm not going to risk it trying something new and yeah. not knowing if it's going to give me that same feeling. Yeah. Are you talking about TV right now or what's life? life. But also TV. <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? What is this conversation? Now? But yeah, I, I think that there's definitely some shows that you would want to rewatch and like immediately after you watch them, there's some shows that I never want to watch again, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that I watched them all the way through. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of shows where I feel like I'm like maybe more than halfway through the amount of seasons that they have available. And I'm like, I should probably finish that up, but there's a lot more other stuff that I want to watch instead. So. Yeah. You're like halfway invested. Right. Like you've put that time investment in. Right. So it's, I feel like I have to finish it because right. I started it, but I don't, it's not the love thing. It's not in the top no. like three. And so then. I don't love it. I think about the whole like light and dark balancing thing too. There are shows that you and I have both stopped watching at certain points because they got too dark. Yeah. And it's, I just can't revisit that. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, I mean, gosh, I feel like we've gotten to a really like traumatic part of like TV where yeah. we really are showing and deeply experiencing the kind of trauma that people experience every day. Yeah. Whereas I think that had been kind of like glossed over or not dived into as deeply previously Mm -hmm. so yeah sometimes watching tv it's that's going to take too much out of me or if you watch it once you're like i saw it i felt it and i will always remember that so i don't need to rewatch it yes yeah you're like i will still think about that even though i don't want to Mm -hmm. it will haunt you (laughs) yeah we probably have a whole episode talking about what are the shows that we stopped watching that we just haven't Mm -hmm. gone back to yeah what are the ones where did you get haunted where which ones did you actually go back to and were you like as haunted the second time around yeah so What about you? What have you been watching? So I've been watching, I've been making it a point, I think, because I've been gearing up to get this podcast started. Like I've been making it a point to watch things that I have been meaning to watch or that like people had told me about. And I just, just watched Shit's Creek again and again and again, which is totally nothing wrong with that. But no, I've that's been actually watch- the right thing. Yeah, that, that, that is never, <laughs> the, never the wrong You should thing. always be in constant rewatching You should just always be watching Creek. that. Yeah, yeah, we should be watching that right now. Mm-hmm. But I finished up the first season of Severance. Okay, yeah. Which I don't know if you've watched that. I did. It yeah. was excellent. And that's one of those shows that I think about it often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what do the what do the kids say? It lives rent free in my brain. Mm. Yeah. I think that is the saying yeah. that the kids are the using. Kids, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that show is probably some of the best new TV I've seen this year. And as far as like genre and storytelling and just like concepts, felt very, very novel. Yeah. And I mean, the acting was fantastic too. Yeah. I think it was just kind of a slam dunk all around, yeah. really. And also checking that box on being a very cerebral mm-hmm. show. And so I think it also sticks with you more, the kind of themes that that show was exploring because they are so new and novel, you're going to return to them more yeah. and try to wrap your head around. And I think the themes of it, of the concept of separating your work life and your personal life yeah. are so relevant, especially now. And especially yeah. Like I've been working from home for over two years and it's just very disassociative feeling <laughs> like my god I what if you severed to work from work. home <laughs> i mean 
I think after a while, if you watch that show and at the end of it, you think, sign me up. I want that. Mm. I'd, I'd recommend therapy instead. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do not think that is supposed to be the takeaway message. Yeah. So yeah. if that's how you're feeling, there's, there's some things to unpack. Yeah. So this is going to be another tangent, but this is this is what happens on the EMDB TV podcast. Let's see where we go yes. with this. I'm going to get better at saying that the more that I say it, too. It's also or gonna, worse. It's going to be like a doctor's it's gonna signature. Just, it's going to slur it, yeah. and it's going to become meaningless like yeah. when you say a word over and over again. But on that, though, of yeah, when you watch something and then you see a reaction or something, like a follow-up on it or like a spinoff, and you're just like, that was not the message that you were supposed to get from that. I think of what's happening with Squid Game right now. Mm. Did you watch that series? I did, yeah. yeah. And now the latest is that Netflix is going to be producing a reality competition series based off of Squid no, Game. No, we don't do that. And it's that message was that like we are all already living in Squid Game. Mm-hmm. You don't need to fucking make a reality competition series about it. It's actually that you shouldn't, people shouldn't have to compete that is the message I'm, of that. I'm like baffled just thinking through <laughs> who signs up to be on this show because I, again, it's the takeaway is you shouldn't want to do this know. at all. But it's also like on The Boys, which is another show that we'll get into eventually, yeah. right? Of like the character of Homelander mm-hmm. and like the far right seeing this and holding him up as like their hero <laughs> you're Oof. you're getting the wrong message of the show. <laughs> it feels it's that white met, like male incel energy is yes. real big unfortunately right now yeah. and homelander very really really yeah unfortunately this is that um when that's in style is yes. the 2022s so yeah it's it's really tough to watch for that yeah actually yeah. but i think it's supposed to be right I mean, it should be, right? If yeah. you are watching it and you're like, yeah! It's actually interesting. Cool. I'd recommend therapy. But yeah, so I'm watching Severance. I watch Severance. Okay. I cannot wait for whenever season two comes out. I don't yeah. have no idea. It's not soon enough. Man, it's... I wish they would almost like, when they start us off with such a good opening season, have that second season ready to go faster. I know, I know. Shoot them together so that we don't have to wait so long but then it's just torture for the next one yeah. after that. I mean another series that I felt the same way about was or that I know that they've already filmed the second season of and it's just release it Gosh. is Slow Horses. Oh I didn't know they'd already okay. filmed the second season well, they, of Slow Horses. It seemed like it because then they showed the trailer of season two like after yeah, they did the have end of it. season one and it's like why don't you just give it to me now just show me <laughs> season two now. But I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was lucky that when I started Slow Horses, all of the episodes were out. So yeah. I could go straight through, but it definitely hooked me a lot more. And I wasn't ready for it to be over mm. when it was. So I definitely have that hunger for that second yeah. season as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Severance was one that I saw after it had been out for a while. Mm-hmm. So I binged it. And that was a weird one to binge too. Yeah. And, and, and then Slow Horses, I watched like an episode and a half. And then it was like, what happened? And then I had to go back and rewatch it again. And then I just watched the rest of it after that, I think. Yeah. But yeah, Slow Horses. I feel like maybe not, that's not getting as much 
publicity and air time, I feel like. No. Like, there's not really, I don't see any write-ups around that, Mm-mm. so this is your EMDB TV podcast. <laughs> Maybe we missed it. Maybe we're a little too be- far behind the curve. Maybe we're slow horses, I guess. <laughs> we're slow horses, <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Apple TV one that I think was written up that I did watch and really enjoy as well is Shining Girls with Elizabeth Moss. Okay, what is that about? It was really crazy. It is like a true crime time traveling show also a very novel concept around time travel that so it had that good kind of sci-fi aspect but then true time travel there you go this is the genre yeah it was true crime travel there it is true crime true crime i can't say (laughs) emdb tv podcast True crime travel. Yeah, so I found just the whole plot to be super intriguing, very innovative. Mm. And then obviously Elizabeth Moss is fantastic. And so she acted the heck out of that part. So that was really fun to watch. But it and it was one where I feel like I watch a lot of true crime and I because of that usually crack the story Mm -hmm. pretty early on, or at least it's one of my leading theories by the time the reveal is made. And this one, I didn't like didn't see, it coming. yeah, like, didn't piece it together. So yeah, I always like being surprised yeah. in that way too. I kind of felt that way a little bit about some of the things in Severance. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. And then like after every episode, I was like, what is going on? Yeah. So I think when it's those really kind of like novel plot ideas, it's harder for you to guess what may be coming because you're learning this like yeah. genre as you're watching. There too. is no genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Good job, Ben Stiller. I mean, yeah. amazing, amazing job. Also, I mean, amazing. Both are on Apple TV. So yeah. really, I think they're kind of... They have a lot of good content these they're, days. They have some really unique content, yeah, that is going to keep you paying. We're also, in... Ted Lasso. Yeah, when is that new season going to come uh, out? Not soon enough. Yeah, that's so. like the light show to balance out whatever dark you're watching. <laughs> Ted Lasso is the Schitt's Creek. You should always exactly. be watching it. Yes. Yeah, so it's what? Severance, Slow Horses... And then The Boys, mm-hmm. also both watching that one. That one's currently running, and that is just, that show is nuts. I don't, did you have any notion about what that show was about when it started? I knew that it was going to be, like, another superhero show, and it was like, oh, if the superheroes are, like, but they're, like, just people, so they're, like, yeah. still a lot of them are, like, assholes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, interesting concept. And then you watch it, and you're like, what the hell is this? And I was not familiar at all with the graphic novel or any of that source material. Yeah, same for me. Definitely nothing that I had any exposure to before the show. I mean, still outside of the show. Mm-hmm. I've only listened to podcasts and he- heard other people talk about the source content. So yeah, that's it was completely new and novel. And then I think it was a very interesting, like alternate reality take on yeah. what it would be like to actually have superheroes around. Some, I mean, some of those concepts Marvel's getting into, but yeah. definitely not as dark. Like yeah. a really dark, seedy underbelly. Yeah of the superhero world it's kind of like in the season of uh, what is it falcon and the winter soldier right mm-hmm. where they just kind of touch on police harassment of the black community where it's they see bucky and, and they're fighting in the street and the cops roll up they just kind of touch on that a little bit mm-hmm. and then in the boys it's oh yeah this soup is 
harassing black communities in. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a little bit more explicit what they're t- trying to tell you, I think. Yeah, they're drawing the parallel in a much more direct way. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also confronting the issues more, not just kind of skirting near them, yeah. but really driving towards them headfirst. And that's Disney Plus versus Amazon Prime, essentially. They're, yeah, so it makes I think, sense. Yeah. I think it was interesting when Disney Plus, they what they just added... When they closed that Fox deal or whatever, or when they when they got all of the material that Netflix used to own, so like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and mm-hmm. stuff, and then I think Daredevil, and then they had to change their ratings mm-hmm. because yeah, that content's dark yeah. <laughs> in comparison to the stuff that Disney was creating. So yeah, yeah, interesting that that's all within the same source material. That is really nuts. And that's something, I mean, because I don't usually go to the source material in that genre, I'm always surprised by how big those stories are, mm-hmm. actually, and how how ripe, like, comic books are yeah. for being consumed in different formats. Yeah. But then I'm also kind of like, okay, that story has been told in some format. There's a lot of stories that have not been told, and so can we stop mining into this same yes. sort of world? But, yeah. But I mean, I'll watch it every time, though. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's been three that's Spider-Mans, and I kind of love them all. So yeah, <laughs> there's a part yeah, of that yeah. where maybe you can't have too many, but I don't feel the same way about the Batmans either. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think if it's well done, and if it's a different take on it. Yeah. But I guess it's like, how rigid do you hold to the source material, and how much do you expand upon it? We've had like, we had the conversation about like James Bond, or like 007, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So at what point... Does it become not 007 or not James Bond? And can you just stop calling it that and just it be a spy movie or whatever it is? And I feel like they're starting that transition, which is why, to me, it could be an exciting franchise to continue watching. Mm -hmm. Also, if it ended, that could be fine. fine. (laughs) I'd be fine with that, too. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. So I think like a lot. And then there's a lot of shows. There's I mean, there's always a lot of content coming out in that Mm -hmm. world of stuff. And then also a lot of podcasts that talk about that world of stuff. So maybe we won't go too much into that. Uh, um, but yeah, I think outside of those shows, like the other one that I that I just finished up that I'm waiting for it to restart is Better Call Saul. Mm. Yeah. Have you, are you up to date on that one? I haven't watched that at all. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> I meant to start it after I finally did a Breaking Bad. Because uh-huh. Breaking Bad one is of those one shows that, that at stop. one point I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, it hurts. Yeah. And, yeah. and so then I came back to it after a long, many year break and rewatched it and got through it and found things that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So was like, now it would be good to flow yeah. into Better Call Saul, but then I didn't. So what's yeah. that been like for you? So I think like, for, I don't know if, if anybody hasn't watched Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul yet at all. I would be interested what it would be like watching Better Call Saul first. Oh. Because the timeline of it, right, it's mm-hmm. kind of like set as like a prelog of like, how did Saul become Saul? Oh, so it's Saul's backgrounds, right? Yes. You don't even you didn't yes. even oh, yeah. or origin story. It's, it's Saul's it's origin. Saul Goodman's <laughs> origin story. Yeah. Well, totally. I didn't know that. I just I kind yeah. of assumed it was just like a continuation of Saul. No, post- no. And so the thing is too is if you haven't seen Breaking Bad or you haven't finished Breaking Bad, I think you can watch Better Call Saul as a standalone. You don't need it. Yeah. I don't think so. I think you none can, of those plot points. But intersect. it's one of those things where 
if you watch all of Breaking Bad and you remember things about it, you will be rewarded in watching Better Call Saul mm. because it's like it'll tie back to a lot of things. And there's so many Easter eggs and connections. And there's so many things that if you have already seen Breaking Bad, you you still know how some things kind of end up, mm-hmm. but you don't know how they got there. Mm. And so that's kind of the interesting t- thing, too, is that it's storytelling where you already know the ending. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. The journey it's still suspenseful. Of how you get there yeah. can be very yeah. outside of what you're expecting. And I mean, I think Better Call Saul, if Breaking Bad is too dark of a show, which mm-hmm. I mean, it is. Like, how could it not be? But Better Call Saul is more of the comedic mm. spinoff of it, but still very, gets very dark, though. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the show like Barry, where mm. it's between these genres of comedy and drama. It's really dark comedy. Yeah, and like Bob Odenkirk is amazing mm-hmm. in Better Call Saul. And yeah, it's like you see a lot of return people and it's not just like a prelogue or like an origin story for Saul. It's like, how did these people who are these main characters within Breaking Bad meet? How did they become connected? Wow. Yeah. How did Gus become Gus? Wow. So, yeah. yeah, see, like, I'm hyping you up to want to yeah, watch Better Call Saul. I'm like, that could be really yeah. fun to yeah. dive into, for sure. But they, they're they in their final season right now, mm-hmm. and they just had the mid-season series finale because I think they weren't planning on having it as two parts. But then I think it was the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then also Bob Odenkirk's health of, like, him having a heart attack on set. Oh, I hadn't yeah, heard that. Yeah, yeah. And so then they came back and filmed after he had recovered and everything like that. So yeah, the, the the final, final part of the season, though, of the series is going to be coming out in July, I think. So July is going to be big for TV. I mean, there's also a lot of good movies. July is just, it's summer. Yeah. Summer blockbuster time movie you know, TV. Later. It's weird, like, I'm trying to think back, like, before streaming and everything, obviously there's fall TV. Mm-hmm. But now it's just all, all the time. There's just new stuff coming out all the time, yeah. right? So... I mean, honestly, it's one of those things where, you know, like Friday night or your weekend rolls around and you're expecting to see new content available on most of your platforms. Yeah. Give me new stuff that yeah. I'm not going to watch and I'm and, just going to rewatch this Creek. <laughs> and new good stuff. So yeah. it's not about quantity. It has to be quantity and quality. Yes. Very discerning audiences these days. <laughs> And then yet also a lot of bad crap out there too. So it's just like how the, just the amount of content. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's still a place for the bad stuff. Like mm-hmm. there, I mean, the things that you label as let's just trash to watch. Yeah. There's somebody, still a place where my, I really need yeah. to watch Real Housewives. Yeah. And my better. trash TV is somebody else's treasure. <laughs> <Yeah>. For sure. <laughs> All right. So that's what we've been watching lately. What is something that you are looking forward to watching? I'll start. So I am... I'm excited to continue watching or rewatching <laughs> Obi-Wan mm-hmm. <laughs> to yep. figure out why I don't have a whole lot of feelings about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is an interesting place to be. Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Ms. Marvel. Yes. Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Yeah, it's 2022, Emily. Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. That just had its second episode. And that's, I am excited for it. I'm excited for where Marvel is going with the next phase and how they're clearly setting up the Young Avengers and everything. And I'm excited how they are mixing up sort of the style. Mm-hmm. Ms. Marvel seems like it's very connected to the graphic novels and comics. Yeah. There's a lot of that, those elements a lot of, and like, the artwork in it and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's kind of a different perspective of like that it's, it's not, oh, superheroes are so like, what's happening? Oh, I have superpowers. It's no, this kid is somebody who grew up like 
worshiping the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of like the boys, but then it's like an alternate of like when all of the heroes are actually heroes and you see them as good people and what that looks like. And then you see kind of the, maybe what would be closer to reality mm-hmm. on the boys. Yeah. Much more realistic representations of human behavior yeah. and how that will corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the light and dark of it. Yeah. Ooh, I just totally. had a really trippy thought of what if you, if we were living in, one of those realities of Miss Marvel or the Marvel or the boys universe. This is what our television programming would look like. It would be like, you would have good like superheroes and, mm-hmm. and like Disney material. And that's yeah. what the Disney material would look like. And then you'd have like dark shit with super gory. Yeah. <laughs> the true crime dramas yeah. of the soups world. <laughs> oh no. I mean, they do have a crime analytics division. <laughs> yeah. The boys. Yeah. It's like a good spinoff. It's like yeah. CSI superheroes. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, imagine, because the things they see. Oh. And the like with their supervision. in that oh, show. man. Yeah, so that's going to be a segment that I'm working on as well. It's, it's called, Would You Watch It? Mm-hmm. And it's just pitching ideas of just like, it's a CSI, but all of them are superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's kind of or shows. the other thing too, it's like, in this super, like, soups world and the boys, that's, like, the focus. But what about just the normal dudes who are still serial killers who are being, like, mm. hunted by soups, and so they're caught a lot faster, hopefully? Yeah. That could be interesting, too, to still investigate what... I mean, you see a lot of people that aren't soups that are still very corrupted by being adjacent to the soup industry and the boys. Yeah. like. The CEO of Vought and... So how would that look that? So it'd be like, it'd be like a serial killer that's trying to like outsmart superhero detectives. Superhero detectives. I mean, the name is right there too. (laughs) Why is this not being developed? You can call us. We'll we'll write it. (laughs) Consult. EMDB TV podcast. (laughs) At the end of it, it'll have your... into your brain. Yes, yes. Yeah, superhero detectives. Does that not exist? That feels like that exists. It, but If it doesn't, it's the major gap that needs to be addressed. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of what The Witcher is, like, doing. Kind is of. He's hunting down. But he's hunting down the bad people that are, like, have that have powers, not just, like, mm, bad, bad humans. People. Bad people. Yeah. Huh. Normal Joe Schmo. But I guess it's then they're just kind of, I mean, all of them are vigilantes, right? All superheroes are kind of vigilantes. Yes, 100%. But I guess Batman is like that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have superpowers, though. That's that's the group of superheroes where access to money has gotten them amazing technology mm. so that yeah, they have powers elevated in. over yes. man, but it's not naturally occurring. Yeah. Although, to that point, all soups are made on the boys. Yeah. So they're not born. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. We probably need a Don't, spoiler we'll warning. We'll cut that out. This spoiler warning is for all TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you never know what the hell we're going to talk about. I have about. no and idea like, what I would yeah, connect it to. So Yeah. Yeah. So why did we start talking about that? Ms. Marvel. <laughs> oh, man. That was a journey. Yeah. So, yeah. Ms. Marvel is a good one. It's interesting. Anyways, we'll mm-hmm. see where it goes. I do like the perspective of it and that it's told from very different for a very different culture and like demographic than it's been told in any other mainstream superhero. Yeah. So we even really television. So yeah, I'm excited for that. And then I just started watching yellow jackets and that's something that I am behind on. I haven't even finished season one. I don't even know if they, I think they have season two out already. Yes. 
Yeah. No. Yellow Jackets is only one season. Okay. I'm thinking of The Wilds. That's two mm, seasons. Okay. Yellow Jackets season two. It's been renewed. So I'm making my way through season one of the Yellow of the Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is. Yellow Jackets. And that is a fantastic cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that I haven't seen a whole lot of shows that are like it as far as storyline. I never watched Pretty Little Liars, but I feel a bit, I get the same kind of vibes of how they were marketing it anyways. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely marketing it. There's a secret, right? right. A bad right. secret, but it's also a survivalist story. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty heavy in that respect too. But it's also, it's another one of those very unique plot lines. There's not a lot of content like mm-hmm. that. But Maybe- then the wilds though. I haven't watched that one. Yeah. And that is, and I feel like they came out around the same time too. Yes. Yeah. So having, that is a little strange to have kind of like two shows drop with a plane crash featuring prominently in the plot line. Like a Lord of the Flies, but with girls. Oh yeah. 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 So anyways, both are very different takes and, and it's like in both. The plane crash is used in very different ways mm. in the plot. Okay. So it's yes, that's in common, but the stories are very, very different. different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I could watch both of them and it would be like, I'm not like comparing the two of them. I mean, I think because there are similar kind of events, yes, but they, it's, there's just a lot to still talk about in mind mm. because it's similar events, but used in very different ways. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll finish watching Yellow Jackets. Finish watching the Yellow Jackets. We'll see which all which take is correct. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll watch the. Have you watched all of the Wilds? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, have you watched all this TV? Learning? I don't know. <laughs> the Wilds is a little bit. I feel like of a sleeper too. I I don't know that many other people are watching. It. I feel like it got marketed a lot as far as like it got the marquee treatment within what streaming platform it's in. Showtime? No. Uh, Show- maybe because I think I Showtime, do a free trial to watch, watch it, it on, but I watch it on YouTube TV okay <laughs> this is also the path that you take to yes. stream things yes. yeah because in the wild I feel like I was seeing that that is prime I think yeah the wild sounds right yeah I see that when I go to watch the boys yes <laughs> yeah and it's also I remember the same kind of Amazon Prime banner yeah <laughs> like, ah, these damn streaming uh, platforms wow we're just back to the days of cable basically yeah six channels it's just which channel do platforms. I watch on I just yeah. pay for each of these channels what the yeah hell? they really I mean they really fooled us, us. <laughs> <laughs> They really allowed us to buy into this thing and given us the illusion that we're somehow in power, which we are 100% not. Yeah, you can choose what to pay for out of these things that you weren't paying for before. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, sneaky bastards. Yeah, I fell for it. Yeah. So yeah, so those are the shows that I'm going to be watching. There's a lot of other stuff that I'm going to be watching too. Yeah. But those are some of the main ones. What are you going to be watching? So I am actually pretty excited that season two of Physical has come out on Apple TV. Mm, I did not I, watch any of that. Yeah, it's also a very unique show. Another one from Apple TV, I feel like, that just really hits the mark mm-hmm. on, like, women and the way we talk to our, like, self and our inner dialogue. Mm. There's so much there that, like, I identify with. And then it's cool because it's taking place in, like, the late 70s early 80s like exercise kind of phenomenon world and then rose burn 
I mean, I just love Rose. So good. (laughs) So good. And it starts out and she's like giving herself shit about like how old she looks in the mirror. And I'm like, my gosh, you're beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) And that's. That's what the women's inner dialogue is mm-hmm. usually is tearing ourselves down more so than anybody else ever would. Yeah. So really interesting kind of take on that. So yeah, really excited. I watched, I think the first two episodes have come out. And okay. so I am watching that. But this is the thing is I love a good, I love a show with a weekly installment. Yeah. I like binging. Yeah. But there's also something about every Friday, yay, a new episode. Yeah, I don't have a lot of self-control when it comes to content, and so I need them to control it for me. Mm-hmm. I need them to drip that out so that I'm not yeah. like, <laughs> taking an eight-hour dose of severance. Like, I need them to That really, for sure. So, you, yeah. yeah. I shouldn't be staying up till 1 a.m. watching severance and then trying to fall asleep. Like, it's... Sometimes when I am trying to like moderate my content consumption, I won't let myself watch more than one episode Mm, of a thing. So then you force yourself to jump around. And then sometimes, honestly, just the scrolling to see what I'm in the mood for is all I end up making. Ugh, I hate that. You scroll for 30 minutes and you're like, oh, I'll just yeah. listen to something. Or actually, I just want to work some, actually, sometimes I work puzzles or whatever. And so. This will be a good a exercise. Lot. Okay. So now we're, we'll make recommendations to each other now. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you don't have to scroll. The next time you have something and you're like, I don't know what to watch. You just watch whatever I told you to watch. Start with the short list. Yeah. And then we'll, right. and then we'll talk about it eventually on the podcast. That's perfect. So. Okay. So, so you're watching physical season yep. two. What else? I'm, I mean, I'm watching a lot, but one thing I am really excited for, not out yet, is I think, what, season three of the Umbrella Academy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one that's coming up, I think, this week, next week. June 22nd is what I wrote down. Okay. So that'll be, I think, really fun to dive back into that world. Fits into that sci-fi world. Yeah. Fits into that superhero, superhero differently able world. Is it a privilege and a blessing or is it a curse (laughs) yeah really has taken those characters through some really dark places Mm -hmm. so yeah and so anyways really excited about that one to watch now is it do you say umbrella academy or do you say umbrella academy umbrella academy you say umbrella academy Academy. (laughs) (laughs) i've never thought about how umbrella academy yeah, no, I don't say it like that. Umbrella. Umbrella. Okay. I'm going to draw that. Umbrella yeah. That's the southern. That's the southern the umbrella. twang where I make a two-syllable word, like nine syllables <laughs> through my draw. The draw. Yeah, that's the southern draw. Yeah. <laughs> umbrella Academy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's physical, the Umbrella Academy. I haven't watched, I again, this is one of those things where I was like, shit, did I watch season two of the Umbrella Academy? I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. I think I just watched the first season. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like the second season kind of like came out in a sleeper way too. Or by the time I discovered it, there were already two seasons okay. out. So maybe I kind of had slept on the first season. And so. I feel like with the pandemic, it's like screwing up timelines for stuff. And because there was a while where there were shows that were supposed to have been released, but then they were delayed. Mm-hmm. But then there were shows that got further delayed. And then they caught up with stuff that had already been filmed and produced, and but was like... Yeah, the, pan- later. <laughs> yeah. the pandemic really messed with the timeline and then it messes with your own personal timeline because yes. there are less events to like benchmark against and yeah. be like, oh, that was when this was happening because for so long nothing was happening and we were all just in our houses. <laughs> yeah, and now we're still just all in our houses watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> nothing has changed and everything has changed. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird. It is. Okay, so 
let's make some recommendations now. We've already given each other, I think, some recommendations for... We've woven them into the conversation. Yeah. So if you like this show, maybe you'd like this show. But now, I think, is when we'll give some recommendations on what should the other person watch next, either based off of what we are watching or gaps that we have, or just what we know about the other person of what you like watching. Yeah. (laughs) So I think my recommendation for you, Lori, because I asked you yesterday if you had watched any of this yet, is... The What We Do in the Shadows franchise. Mm -hmm. I say franchise because it's both a movie and then a series that they created from it. And I think that there are rare times where there is a spinoff series done from a movie Mm. that is as good, maybe if not better, than the movie itself. I would say definitely as good. It's hard to compare. So knowing you very well also, you will love this because it involves vampires which we both love the vampire canon. It's great. Mm-hmm. And it involves Taika Waititi. Oh. <laughs> Two favorite yeah. areas of canon. And also Vampires. Jemaine, yeah, and Jemaine Clement. So also. it's like Flight of the Concords meets Taika meets vampires. And it's hilarious. It is very dark in the sense of like, it can be surprisingly violent because it's vampires. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it's not like Twilight level vampires. It's yeah. like comedic amount of blood type vampires. <laughs> but so it's like, it's like a vampire set in the real world where, yeah, they have vampire powers, but they're also just like three vampires trying to be roommates. Mm. <laughs> so it's that kind of premise too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a much more realistic view of what vampires mm-hmm. Are like. Yeah, and I'm trying to think as far as if there is anything that exists within the vampire space that is similar to that. Because there's not a lot of vampire comedies. Because you got Twilight, obviously. You got True Blood. Twilight's a bit of a comedy. I don't think it meant I don't to know. be. <laughs> there will be some time where we will do an entire Twilight anthology we should wait for one of the anniversaries or something and then we'll have a vampire weekend vampire weekend yes yeah i can't think of anything that is like comedy comedy Mm -hmm. set within the vampire world yeah i think that's actually a perfect reco for me obviously in a lot of ways and then i did just watch our flag means death yeah and so I am very high on Taika right now. Mm-hmm. Probably the first movie I'll see in the theater in a long time is going to be Thor, Love and Thunder. Okay. Um, because I'm very excited to see what he's done there. So yeah, I just really enjoy. And then I mean, obviously, I don't know if it's just, is it just Kiwis? I don't know. You do <laughs> have an obsession with Kiwis. I do. I, I Most clearly Kiwis, have a thing. Yeah. yeah. You're for sure like an Anglophile and Aussie-file. What is the term there? Because they're in Asia Pacific. So yeah. you have an Asian fetish. That's what it is. Because you oh. really, yeah, it's Asian Pacific. <laughs> yeah. Learning something new about myself. I mean, this makes sense right then, now. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're best friends. Yeah. So we're just unpacking that. <laughs> oh, this just got awkward now. <laughs> but yeah, you will love it then. Um, mm-hmm. And and there is, I think, not even just Taika, but uh, the main character in the Our Flag Means Death. He mm-hmm. is also in 
what we do in the shadows. Oh, yes. Yeah. Restart Mur- Murray from, Murray. <laughs> from, <Final> <laughs> from the New Zealand consulate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's also one of the shows that like I obviously heard about as I was getting more into our flag means death. And so I feel like in a lot of ways I've kind of been saving it mm. because it's like that thing that you're going to lie. Yeah. And so I'm kind of just waiting for the right time when I can really savor it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that and then we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I have homework. All right. So those are my recommendations for you. What should I? I went a little bit on the HBO kind of max theme here. And I know you haven't watched these because I asked you. So I think Julia would be right up kind of your vein. Mm-hmm. Uh, and about it's about Julia Child. So it's marrying that cooking show kind of love that you have, uh-huh. but also with a really fun story and insight into what that was probably like and how pioneering Julia Child was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I haven't watched the whole season actually, but what I have seen I've really enjoyed. Does it build like does it flesh out more of that pioneering story that was like in Julia and Julie and Julia? I just feel like the Julia Child story has been told in a lot of different angles and ways and so I'm wondering yeah and maybe I haven't consumed like all of that so for me it does feel kind of like different but it's much more of starting and like how she paid to make her show herself because nobody believed in it and nobody thought people wanted to watch people cook Uh, okay so then it is different then because Julia Julia is it like comes right up to it's basically Amy Adams right Mm -hmm. Julie she is fantasizing about what Julia Child's, I think, life kind of was, and it's mixed in with yeah. what it was like. I feel like there are also, like, flashbacks to, like, actual reenactments from, like, the show and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, but then it actually, it goes, but... it stops before she gets the show, though. Like, in okay. the in the real, in the timeline with Julia Child, it's, like, when she gets her first book published. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah. nothing about her TV show. Yeah, like so it's okay. even well Okay, before. so it'd be yeah. very interesting then. So, yeah, so this is Julia at a very different place in mm-hmm. her career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, and kind of honestly, like, before she'd really made it that big yeah. because her books weren't, weren't, weren't huge. that big of a She wasn't a personality. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't until she became a TV personality. TV became, made yeah. Julia Child. Yeah. Really cool way that that weaves into our theme. Yes. <laughs> TV made this podcast. <laughs> Julia Child was a chef, but was mostly a TV personality. Yeah, yeah. totally. One of the first, like... Before Food Network, mm-hmm. Food TV. Like anyways. on public TV channels, yep. but then also bringing like French cooking in a really real way mm-hmm. to people at that time, yeah. which was something that they you didn't think was accessible. Oh God, cooking shows. Yeah. It's a whole other genre of yeah. television that we didn't even... I mean, talked about like food competition shows, mm-hmm. but actual cooking shows. Actual cooking yeah. shows, yeah. That's how this I learned is... how to cook for a, lot, a large extent. So Julia is like the ord story of how cooking shows became a thing because she invented them, basically. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, really cool. Also... Television show about how she invented television shows what? that we're talking about on a TV podcast. I mean, this is the world we live in. What have we unlocked? Also, in the same vein of just kick-ass women, Minx was really enjoyable Mm -hmm. on HBO Max. So the 70s, like, women's liberation movement taking on porn magazines. It's like how porn for women how it started yeah and just a really cool storyline i mean porn is a whole other genre of television (laughs) 
we'll watch yeah. them and discuss it. That'll be totally normal. Are That's there the podcasts whole... about porn? I don't know. <laughs> That'll be on the OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very niche offshoot. Yes, yes. That's EMDB TV podcast nights. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> Thursday nights. Like on yes, HBO yes, used yes, to yes. be like late 11 p.m. Night. Late night. Adult <laughs> but yeah, so I found that really enjoyable. Loved a lot of the characters in it and how they played them. The guy and, from New Girl is in it, right? Jake yes, Johnson? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who else is in it? I don't know that I know anybody else from it. I definitely know I didn't know, like, the main character girl and recognize okay. her from anything. There's a blonde in there that I feel like I've seen as, like, a backup support character before, okay. but maybe not. Not like, any leading roles or anything. Yeah, really not. Yeah, unless maybe I'm just Maybe it's breakout roles blanking. for all of these people then. Yeah, I would hope so because I really enjoyed seeing them. Yeah. And then for just light fun, I know you haven't watched the last season of Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine yet. And I've been watching it and really enjoying it and seeing just some more of these stories. And also see Brooklyn Nine-Nine approach some real life world issues, obviously, with mm-hmm. you know, black people and black mm-hmm. police officers and, and how that show is kind of tackling it. And then also pandemic adjacent and a lot more, I feel like, into Jake and Amy's relationship mm. and seeing them interact like at home outside of work and I'm finding that really interesting because they're new parents and yeah so obviously same it's it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine which is in that same like Ted Lasso genre of it's a feel-good but it's a thing it makes you you think yeah yeah. catches you off guard sometimes you're like huh yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't expect to feel something. Oh, yeah, no, like, we'll show. emotionally yeah. catch you off guard, like, all of a sudden you're crying yeah, at you're times like, the because <laughs> they really pulled you in and you actually do have very strong, like, emotional reactions to their relationships, so, yeah. Yeah, that show is interesting because I feel like it's, I mean, it's been on for so many seasons, right? Mm-hmm. And they got revived. It got canceled and then it got revived. Yeah. And, and like, it, it started off so heavily as a sort of, cop comedy yeah it's a cop sitcom and it's set very much in solving crimes and in the police station and then it got more and more into each of the characters personal lives and expand and then they just became friends and mm-hmm. then it just became about them being friends i feel like yeah but also like just that into friends that that cross <laughs> office vibe too yes. though where yeah. like the community that they've built with their coworkers, where they have ridiculous halloween mm-hmm. contests every year and yeah. they have those traditions together and and so i think that's also the part of it that keeps it really human based and real. Yeah. So even if you're not a cop or you're feeling whatever you're feeling about police officers, there's still a lot that you're going to identify with in that show. Yeah. Yeah. You may hate cops or you might hate systemic racism, but you can't hate Andy Samberg, right? Mm -hmm. So the show's for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really can't. And even even when I try to, I'm like, dang, he's so good at playing this kind of, like, dumb. Dumb, yeah, he's so smart. So smart, but just a little dumb in certain yeah. ways, but then also just, like, loyal ride-or-die, like, mm. friend who is capable of having some really deep relationships, even though he clearly has his own baggage with his dad and yeah. things like that. I mean, he's all of us. I think that's yeah. why I identify with it a lot. I mean, it's been so interesting seeing Andy Samberg's character, like his career. Mm-hmm. And like, this has obviously been a big role for him and the longest character that he's played. And so he's so much associated to it. But I feel like when he came out early on, 
it was like, oh, it's just, this guy is clever. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the persona. Of, like, he's this lovable kind of dumb guy. But yeah. He's so incredibly, sh- like, the comedy is so sharp. Mm-hmm. It's so smart. Because even what he was doing with, like, the other two guys, like, what was it, like, Los, Lo- Lonely, Lonely Island, Island Boys, yeah. mm-hmm. all of those songs that they were doing, yeah. it was that same kind of, like, Andy Sam, I mean, like, that's his vein of, yeah. like, his Dick in a box. Comedy. I, I mean, mean, Dick in yeah. a box. So just amazing things like that, but in this very short format, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, like, a music video, yeah. usually, and to be in this episodic, like, episodic comedy that's been going on for six seasons and really get to see him kind of, like, dive into that yeah. role and develop that character it's been really enjoyable has he been in any dramatic roles i can't think of any i don't think so i think it's funny i feel like comedians have to be a little bit older to then go serious if you look at what steve carell kind of did Mm -hmm. it was like i felt like he kind of waited until he was like I mean, it's like, Bob, it's like Bob Odenkirk, too. Exactly. Like, yeah. To play something with a little bit more, I don't want to say substance, but more Great. in that serious vein where you're not always relying on the laugh yeah. in the scene. Yeah. It's a different It's a different emotional performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to evoke a completely different emotion than with mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. We'll see. We'll track <laughs> it. We'll see what Andy Samberg does. Yeah. Okay. So that was our recommendation for each other. We have some homework to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to end it with something, a segment that I am calling Six Degrees of EMDB, which is based off of the concept of Six Degrees of Separation or the parlor game of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. where you can essentially connect any six people or things to, or you can connect any person or thing basically to Kevin Bacon <laughs> within Six Degrees. <laughs> yep. So for this segment, I am going to give you a list of movies or television shows. And between each one, there's a connection of there's an actor that appeared in each one of those. Mm-hmm. And there is no end game to this. There's just like, it's that's that's it. There's six of them. They're all connected. Maybe in the future, it'll connect to Kevin Bacon. That's a little bit difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but not impossible. So that'll be a challenge too, of like, maybe... Our, maybe my listeners or our listeners can give me recommendations. Like, connect this person to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And then I'll think about it and we'll figure it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So as an example of how this is going to work, I will give you a list and then I will tell you the answer to this one. <laughs> okay. So for the first six degrees of EMDB example, Firefly, Suits, Jack Ryan, The Office, Parks and Recreation, Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Lori, how are Firefly and Suits connected? So, I actually didn't know this. I had to look at your example. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're a little bit stronger, or maybe a lot stronger, actually, <laughs> at me for actually remembering a wide breadth of actors and actresses' names. Mm. So, I will accept it's this person in this role looks like this. <laughs> yeah, wow. And so even I probably wouldn't have gotten that because I actually haven't watched Firefly or Suits. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is a good exercise then because a lot of recommendations come out from this. Yes, exactly. So Firefly is like a space western. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was, a, was it a... It's with David, not David Bree, and no, the guy from Bones or... No. Guy uh, from... Nathan Phil, Fillion. From Nathan... A Castle. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Love that show. So also on in that show is a character that that's played by Gina Torres, mm-hmm. who's a strong, powerful black woman in that oh, show. Yes. And she is also the strong, powerful black woman <laughs> in the show Suits. She plays Jessica Pearson, who's the managing partner of the firm, the law okay. firm that's in that show. 
on that show, one of the characters who plays Meghan Markle's character. Okay. Her father on that show is played by Wendell Pierce. Okay. Who you might recognize from his stint in The Wire, who's oh. always saying, God damn. <laughs> He's the one who's always saying, God damn. Also haven't watched The Wire. Oh my God. Okay. And then he also plays the main, I want to say kind of like operative or like handler in Jack Ryan. Okay. Okay. So now, now we're so into for territory. Jack Ryan to okay. the office, that's definitely yes. John Krasinski. Yes. And then the office to Parks and Rex. That was Rashida Jones. And then Parks and Rex to Will and Grace. So that was one I didn't quite know, because is it new Will and Grace that has Nick Offerman? I have not seen new Will and Grace. Oh, so so Nick Offerman was on Will and Grace as... He was on there as some character. But however... I don't remember. You could either take Nick Offerman, you could say Sean Hayes was Mm. also on Parks and Rec, but that was more of a cameo, Yeah, I want to say. Megan Mullally, though. Well, she was definitely yeah. a major character on both of those shows. So Megan Mullally. I totally forgot about Megan Mullally mm-hmm. from Parks and Rec. And then I think maybe I skipped one here where it was Megan Mullally was on both of those shows. Nick Offerman was on the show. And then how did I get to... Ke- oh, yeah. Kevin Bacon was on Will and Grace. That's what I figured. Yeah. Megan Mullally and then Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon played himself on Will and Grace, I think. I don't think I watched that yeah. part of Will and Grace, maybe. So or I'm just not remembering. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. Sometimes, obviously, our recall is different. Yeah, I think it was like Kevin Bacon... Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. Oh, Harry Connick Jr. I remember. Yes, obviously. Kevin Bacon's, like, filmography for TV is not very extensive. Yeah. But movie-wise, though, lots of movies. Yeah. yeah. But as far as television shows, it's mostly cameo parts as himself and then the following. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. That's basically it. <laughs> and I love Dick. I think those are the only real real shows that, that Kevin Bacon is on as a regular. Yeah, so it's a lot more challenging to connect it through TV. Yes. But if you've got no holds barred, you can usually get to Kevin Bacon. Yes. <laughs> so I had to not hold any any bars there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so that was the example. Mm-hmm. A clunky one at that. I'll get better at that. Mm-hmm. This week's challenge, though, I'll say the full chain and then reveal your response yeah. to it. But years and years, looking... Mindhunter, Fringe, Dawson's Creek, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Okay, so Laurie, between years and years and the show Looking Mm -hmm. in honor of Pride Month. (laughs) Okay, who's, who's the same character there? Don't need to know the actor's name, just character. Yeah, so I actually haven't seen Looking. Oh, you should watch that. But since I read a description that it is about gay men in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. My guess is Daniel okay. overlaps yep. between the two of those. Okay. And now between looking, this is going to be difficult because you haven't seen looking. Mm-hmm. Between looking and the show Mindhunter, who was in both of those shows? Because I haven't seen looking. Yeah, makes it difficult. <laughs> so also I am just going to go with like a main character and go with Jonathan Groff. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Now, between the show Mindhunter and Fringe. Mm. This is where my chain breaks. Have you seen Fringe? Because I haven't seen <gasps> Fringe. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get to experience Fringe? Yes. Yeah. Uh, on Parks and Rec, when Adam Scott's character is like, when he's unemployed. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, all, I spent all, I, I stayed up all last night rewatching the first season of Fringe looking for pot. Pl- Potholes. Mm. And just as I suspected, 
airtight. Airtight. <laughs> I do remember this. Yes. You definitely need to watch uh, Fringe. Okay. Yes. This is when it breaks for you then. Yes. So this breaks here. Okay. So on Mindhunter, the female, I think she's like the criminologist, the psychology portion of that team. The like Mindhunter. third person yes. that kind of joins their it's team. played by Anna Torv. Okay. Who is Australian, I believe. Oh. And she plays the main character, kind of the main character protagonist in fringe okay yeah and she's excellent <laughs> what's no. the what's the synopsis of fringe a fringe yeah plot synopsis Ooh, uh, how do i not spoil it i know <laughs> it's so tough but how do you give me or or should i have a clue as to what i'm getting into i think it's better if you don't because okay. you haven't watched it and it's so unspoilt for you mm-hmm. i don't want to spoil it at all for you okay but it is sci-fi Okay, that was what I felt like. It so. is sci-fi in like a detective show. Ooh. Sci-fi detectives. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? Do sci-fi detectives, like, what was it? Superhero, Superhero detectives. detectives. <laughs> a segment of sci-fi yeah. detective. Yeah. But yeah. So I think it's like, so then on that show, Fringe, mm-hmm. Joshua Jackson. Okay. Is the other character, main character. Oh, yeah. So between Anna Torv and Joshua Jackson... They've got that straight-laced, like, Mm. hard-browed agent and, like, the civilian expert type of combo vibe. Oh, a little bit of the castle vibe. Yeah. Yeah. sci-fi. But sci-fi. Sci-fi castle. Okay. You're going to love it. It's like sci-fi Bones, I should say. Oh, even better, because Bones is like an OG show. Sci-fi Bones. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. You're going to love it. Okay. I'm very excited. And then Joshua Jackson. Obvious. Okay, so then my next example, Dawson's Creek. Yes. yes. And so friends to Dawson's Creek is Joshua Jackson. Yes. Dawson's Creek to Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Yes. So also haven't watched that. You would love that show. But no, we're talking <laughs> about James Vanderbeek. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. That show is great. And it is I, it's weird because I think I watched Jessica Jones first mm. and saw Kristen Ritter kind of in that. Mm. But then I watched... Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, much after it, longer after it had already been canceled and everything. Yeah. Because I think it's only one season that exists for that I really feel like I maybe watched like the first few episodes and then just kind of walked away. Yeah. And for whatever reason, didn't make it back. I think it's one of those shows where it's like the way that, the the way that it's named, the way that it was marketed, Mm. it did it no justice. Yeah. I think another show that's like that, Selfie. I would definitely watch that. Oh. I would recommend that strongly. That is another show that I think got canceled after one season, starring John Cho Ooh. and the actress from Guardians of the Galaxy who plays the blue one. <laughs> What's her name? Nebula? No. Yeah, it yeah. is Nebula. Mm-hmm. Her, and then she's also in uh, she's, Jumanji. Uh... No, yeah, Jumanji. Maybe I'm thinking the wrong girl. The redhead. She's in Doctor Who, isn't she? I haven't watched Doctor Who. I haven't either. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing I think we've thrown out that neither of us have watched. Like a major sort of cultural. There's 20 seasons like in offshoots and stuff. So maybe we'll watch that together from the beginning and then that will be (laughs) (laughs) too, too much content to mine already. I mean. So yeah. So that's the chain. Yeah. And if you want to connect it to Kevin Bacon, then it's Jessica Jones the following. Done. Whoa. <laughs> so that was what? Eight, nine degrees? Eight degrees of separation from Eight Kevin? degrees, yeah. Bacon? Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure that you could probably do it shorter. Maybe, but I think maybe for TV, because it's going to be more challenging, Mm. it might be at... TV might average to six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And if you can use movies, you can do it in six. Maybe. The TV is, yeah, TV is going to be longer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it for this episode. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We talked a lot about TV. A lot about TV. Thank you again, Laurie. Thank you, Emily. Being very first guest. On EMBDB. <laughs> EMDB TV podcast. Visit us at www.emdbtv.com or on social media at emdv... No! no, (laughs) You almost did three in a row. At emdbtv. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, and then there's going to be a Patreon eventually so that people can give me money. That would be nice, too. Love it. Yeah, but in the meantime, just follow. Yeah. Yeah, but when the Patreon gets turned on, remember, we live in a capitalistic society (laughs) and you need to show your support for the things, the causes, and the people that you believe in with your money. (laughs) Yep. Yes. That's how our society works. This includes the pledge drive for <laughs> EMDB TV podcast. <laughs> the future pledge drive. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to EMDB TV. Check us out on social media at EMDB TV and at www.emdbtv.com. <laughs>